Hello and welcome to Access for All Areas, a special podcast from Access for Lofts, where we are discussing the art of franchising, the benefits of the franchise model, how it all started for Access for Lofts, and how the business looks set to grow in the forthcoming years. We're not just talking Access for Lofts, though. We hope this program will help inspire small business owners and entrepreneurs, and maybe give some useful tips and advice along the way. My name's Paul, and with me now are the founders of Access for Lofts, Tim and Lindsay Brown. Hello, guys. Hi. Hi. Give us a bit of background about yourselves. Okay, my name's Lindsay Brown, and I am the marketing director for Access for Lofts. My name's Tim Brown. I'm the operations director for Access for Lofts, and unfortunately, I'm married to Lindsay. First off, to put our discussion into context, can you briefly summarise what Access for Lofts actually does? We supply and install loft hatches, loft ladders, boarding, lighting and insulation in lofts so that our customers can use their loft space for safe storage. Where did it all start? What gave you the idea? 14 years ago, we moved down from London to Plymouth and bought a house and we needed to store some stuff in the loft. I put my head in the loft and thought it was a rather dangerous place. There's nothing safe up there to do. So I tried to find somebody in Plymouth who could board my loft and put a loft ladder in and couldn't. So I did it myself. And then did you just start doing other people's lofts? I did a couple of relatives in the Plymouth area, and then we thought that we could expand on this. So uh-huh. hence we started Access for Lofts, and that was probably 13 years ago now. At which point did you explore the franchise model? I mean, that's quite a big step, really, to go from a one-man band to running a franchise network. I think it was always in our heads that it was a very scalable business, and it also had a lot of potential. And that's one of the main things you need to consider if you do franchise a business, definitely. But it took us eight years really to get ourselves to the point where we knew we could franchise it putting all the systems in place and making sure that it was scalable from the viewpoint of someone looking to operate a franchise and we know there are literally thousands of different ones out there covering every industry sector you can think of what are the key benefits of starting a business in this particular way i don't mean by running your own franchise operation i mean if you want to become a the terms of franchisee isn't it i think you take a massive leap You're benefiting from a proven system, a model that's already in place, it's working. You don't have to make lots of mistakes, which we did when we first started. But now they're purchasing or investing in a system that's proven to work. And that's definitely a bonus. All the pitfalls, you've been in every pit. Yeah, been there, done that, got the (laughs) t-shirt. I would personally say that the mistakes we made in setting it all up years and years ago exceeds double what they pay for the franchise now. So it cost us twice as much through all the mistakes we made, which they won't make, obviously, because we've showing them what to do correctly and not what not to do, I suppose. Yes, I understand. Do you think that any business can turn what they do into a franchise operation? If I was a small business owner now, can any small business be converted into that kind of system? You really have to consider whether it is scalable and whether there's a need. Will your idea work in different scenarios around the country? But the main way of deciding is whether you can put systems in place that someone else could replicate. Take your manual and do what you do. If you're not in your business, could somebody else run your business? And that's when you know whether your systems are right. Coming up, we'll be talking about the product itself and marketing to the general public. But first, providing support for your franchisees is clearly something very important. Anyone looking to create a franchise network of their own or joining one as a franchisee should probably look carefully at what that support involves. Would you agree? Definitely. And that varies massively from franchise to franchise, I'd say. There are some very low-level investments you can make in the franchise market, but you're not necessarily going to get a huge amount of support. You go out there, you do your job, and that's the end of it. 
ours, I'd say, is a fairly low level of investment for what you get. But our franchisees do pay us 8% of their turnover every month. And once they start with us, they get the first three months free. They get all of their accounting done for them because we really found that that was one of the main headaches when we were first starting out was making sure we had our tax return done, making the VAT. They have access to all the systems that we've put together. They only input the customer inquiry once and it takes it right through to quote. They can just pick a list from a list of products and say, right, OK, I want one of these, one of those, one of that. That will actually then generate the quote, go through to order confirmation, go through to invoice. There's not as much paperwork as we were doing when we first set up the business. It didn't happen overnight, did it? What kind of things have you needed to put in place behind the scenes to make sure that everything goes smoothly for your franchisees? You mentioned systems, but what sort of systems? We've had a system built specifically for us, and that system does everything for them. Things like that don't come cheaply, and that's one of the major investments, having a manual for them to follow as well. And if you follow it, it'll work for you. And that's, I would guess, the same with any professional franchise set up out there. If they followed our route of doing it, that franchise will work for them. So if a franchisee has a question, can you literally say, read the manual? (laughs) We don't. You could, but we don't. No, we'll always answer the question, but then we will refer them back to it. So it's very rare we get asked a question that isn't in the manual, but if it isn't, then it goes in there. For the next training course, the manual will change very slightly. It's only tweaks here and there. Interesting word you just raised there, training. If somebody gets a franchise, you don't expect them to just sit down and read the guide from front to back. We have got a training centre where the guys go for five days intensive training, which within the unit has got a mock-up of ceilings. So they do the physical side of installations. And also there's a lecture room there where we do the other side of showing them how all systems work, marketing, health and safety. Everything is covered in the five days of training they do on site. After those five days of training, one of the directors will go out with them on two days of installations on their own patch with their own jobs just to reassure them, help them and show them, make sure they're doing things correctly. This is the normal thing. One of the most famous franchises out there, you got your McDonald's and you've got your Subways, the retail franchising. Is this the kind of thing that you have to have in place as a franchise Definitely. operator? Definitely. You know when you go into a McDonald's that you are going to get the same product and you should get the same service too. That's the whole point that that business model has been replicated to within an inch of its life because the customer will expect a certain level and that's what they deliver. You recently exhibited at a franchise exhibition, am I right? Mm -hmm. Where was that? That was in Birmingham. It was the National Franchise Exhibition, which is put together by the British Franchise Association. Okay, describe to us what that looked like. It was very full of lots of franchises and it was quite interesting for us, actually. I mean, we've attended them more than exhibited at them. We did launch it last February and we did that via an exhibition. There are lots and lots of franchises there, so you are surrounded from all different types of industry. So it's quite interesting to see. And sometimes you sort of look at businesses and think, oh, I didn't know that was a franchise. We got a great deal of feedback from that. We got a lot of interest. And we did actually sell franchises off the back of that. And what do you think people should look for in a franchise if they're going into an environment like that where there are many different franchises to choose from? What should they look for to make sure it's a sound proposition? We are members of the BFA, the British Franchise Association, and we jump through hoops to become a member. They check all your figures stack up. You do go through a huge process before you can become a member. And I think that's probably one of the things I would certainly look at if I was looking to buy a franchise now. And you need to do your due diligence. You need to 
make sure that all the figures do stack up. Look at it for yourself. We do offer finance through Franchise Finance if they need. They look at all our details as well. You're not going to get ripped off if someone's done this properly. So by having these little logos, they've actually done the vetting for people. You've been screened, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. One of the examples of the BFA is they monitor us if we supply our franchisees with any equipment or make them buy anything from us, it's got to be at a competitive price, i.e. the franchisee can't go out there and buy it online or locally for less than we sell it to them for. So we can't, as you say, rip anybody off. So Mm -hmm. that gives the franchisee reassurance that we are doing our job properly to help them do their job properly, I suppose. Okay. What kind of person makes a good franchisee, in your opinion? I'm happy for you to use Access for Lofts as an example. It's interesting because when we first started the business, we were very clear in our minds who that might be. And that changed very quickly. We've got a joiner, a plasterer and an electrician, but the rest of them all come from corporate backgrounds, all come from management backgrounds. They've never done any installing of loft ladders or any DIY stuff. You know, they've got an interest in DIY and can turn their hand to it, but they're not out there doing that on a daily basis. Do you interview them? Yeah, it's really important. It's important for the whole franchise, actually, so that we do get in the right people. The whole franchise network is affected if somebody does something wrong. So to make sure that we get the right people at the beginning is really important. We um, don't just interview them. They have questionnaires. And then once they've had a questionnaire and interview, if they want to see if they will be happy doing what the job involves, we let them go out with an existing franchisee for a couple of days to show them what is involved. But up until now, everybody's really enjoyed it. We've not yeah, had yeah. any person pull out of joining the franchise after an experience day out seeing what we do. You'll get some that need a lot of the practical training, but the customer service side of it comes really easy to them. And then you'll get others that absolutely could get up in a loft and board a loft without really having to think about it. But talking to people and customer service side of it, that's something they need help with. Communication is the main thing because the first thing you do when you go out to do a quote is you've got to talk to people and show those people what you're capable of doing and do it confidently. So the talking is the first bit they've got to overcome. What do people that work with you say is great about working with Access for Lofts? I think the support. It is so important. You want to drown them with support, really. You want to make sure that they're confident that if they've got any questions, they can pick up the phone. We do get phone calls all times of day and night and weekends, but that's what it is about. We need to be accessible at all times. Franchisees also support it themselves. They have their own WhatsApp group, which we're all members of, and there's a lot of banter goes on between them all. A lot of it's helping each other out whilst they're on jobs. After office hours, it becomes a family group, she says. Yeah, it is. It's uh-huh. proper family. The people that buy your final products and services, who are they? They vary, obviously. We have young families that need more storage space, can't necessarily afford to move. They're keeping all the toys and everything in the spare bedroom and they need place to store that so the loft is ideal. We are creating safe storage, not another room. The other end of the scale, we've got people that are getting older. They struggle to get the ladder out of the shed and get it up to the loft. Older women as well that are perhaps on their own and they just can't get themselves up into the loft and this gives them that accessibility and it's so easy. I mean, my mum had one put in many years ago by Tim when he first started out and she absolutely loves it. She's up and down the loft all the time and she didn't have the skills to do that herself and neither did my dad. That was a perfect scenario for them. Okay, using some marketing jargon then, what demographic are they? Anybody who has a loft space, obviously, but that's one of the other things to mention is that with our franchise, we actually have mapped the country into territories. And when you buy a territory, you will get a minimum of 150,000 homes that can have this work done. We're not going to give people lots of flats. How do you market to the end customer? Well, every franchisee gets their first three months of marketing done for them. And in that time, we will flood that market with community magazines. Facebook works really well too. 
we have leaflet drops and all different sorts of stuff going on in the background there to get the phone to ring. Once the phone is ringing, it doesn't take long, our own systems kick in then, our referral system that we have, our testimonial system, and that just then rolls and brings in repeat business. One of the other things we managed to set up is with Witch Trusted Trader as well. We are, I think, the first franchise in the country that automatically every franchisee becomes a member from day one. Normally, you've got to do it for at least six months before they come and assess you. Because of our systems in place, they've assessed accessful offs to the franchise and are very happy for all the franchisees to become, say, a witch trusted trader from the day they start trading. Thanks to that background, that's yeah. in right, place. Yeah, yeah. How long since it started? We started 13 years ago, yeah. Lindsay and I doing it. And then about seven years ago, we looked at the franchising idea and we initially started as selling it as a business in a box, which we soon realised after a couple of years wasn't the way to go. best way to go would be to fully franchise it. So the reason why I asked that question with regards to put the next question into context, what's your plan for the next 12 months? To get another 12 franchisees on board. We want to be 20 by the end of the next financial year. The beginning of 2018, when we were at the NEC, the National Franchise Show, and we had three franchisees, and we had the goal of getting 10 in our first financial year, which ends the end of February 2019, and we've got 13 to date, so we're well ahead of schedule. Before we go, is there anything else you'd like to add? If you're looking to consider buying a franchise, then certainly the BFA website is a good place to start. And if you're looking at franchising your business, then I can't stress enough how important having systems in place is. Take yourself out of the business and just make sure that it can be replicated when you're not there. And if you have any questions, you can contact Lindsay and I on inquiries at accessforloftsfranchise.co.uk. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. 